0: You should feel good about Desmond Ritter going into the season, so says my guest, who will also join me to compare and contrast our 53-man roster projections for the Falcons going into their preseason finale.
1: You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome back to another illustrious episode of the Locked on Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked on Sports Atlanta. Your team every day in today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. We're helping you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So, guys, you know me. I'm Aaron Freeman. You're a very humble host here, and of course, you may also know me as Serious Black. You may also know me as Mr. Drew. My friends call me Negative Nancy, but you can call me Mr. Drew. But you can become one of my friends by becoming an everydayer of this illustrious podcast. And all you got to do is subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. So today's episode, I am joined by Kevin Knight of the Falcoholic, as well as the Dirty Birds and Bruise podcast, and we will be discussing why he feels good about Desmond Ritter going into week one based off of his performance uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals last Friday night. We'll talk a little bit about this upcoming Thursday night matchup in the preseason finale against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we'll talk about sort of where we think the 53-man roster as well as the 16-man practice squad stands, and we will compare and contrast that uh, as we continue today's lockdown Falcon. Falcons. So without further ado, let's jump into that conversation with Kevin Knight right now. Welcome back everyone to another illustrious episode of the Locked on Falcons podcast and I am joined by another illustrious guest he is none other than Kevin Knight of the Falcoholic you Also can check him out on Falcoholic Live on YouTube, as well as the Dirty Birds and Brews podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And Kevin, of course, is here with us because he is the only person who can out-nerd me as far as the roster goes. That's why he breaks down and projects the roster over at the Falcoholic. And we'll have him on here giving sort of his penultimate, probably. You know, there'll probably be one more update, I'm, I'm guessing, Kevin, after the Steeler game, potentially given that we have a couple of days between then and final cuts. Uh, But we'll break down sort of his second to last uh, roster projection on today's and we'll compare and contrast it with mine. But before we get into all of that, Kevin, I do want to welcome you to the show. But I want to sort of lob that initial question. You know, what were your thoughts on seeing those starters last Friday night uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I... You have to like what you see from the offense. I mean, it was a total buzzkill how that drive ended. Uh, that was pretty pretty frustrating. But, um, you know, I think if you were looking to feel better about Desmond Ritter going into the season, I mean, I think that's about as well as you could have hoped for his one drive to go. I mean, sort of diced up the Bengals secondary, and it wasn't perfect. I mean, there the, there were some throws they were a little bit behind, and, um, Drake London, you know, made that magnificent catch, um, and then of course the pick happens, which not really his fault, um. So, you know, you would like to see them punch it in there. But other than that, I mean, that's about as well as you could hope. I mean, I think everybody who caught the ball made a great play after the catch. It seemed like like Matt Collins made a great play after the catch. Kyle Pitts picked up some yards. Bijan obviously just is Bijan. So, yeah, I mean, you love that. I mean, I think the defense was probably a little bit shakier than some people were thinking. But I mean, even then, it's not like they, you know, it's not like they got completely carved up. But you'd probably be hoping for better against Mike White. Uh, But again, you know super vanilla defensive scheme i mean barely any blitzing we know the falcons are gonna blitz the crap out of people uh but they're not you know um man who am i thinking of the guy that did it to the falcons in that one preseason you know the, you know the one williams using. yeah yeah they're not quite greg williams where they're just like okay we're gonna zero blitz this third string quarterback in the preseason uh welcome to the nfl buddy so yeah it you know it defense probably a little bit disappointing it was nice to see calais campbell out there um but yeah, I mean, I think ultimately you come away more focused on the offense uh, and feeling pretty good about, about the Falcons going into the season with Desmond Ritter because I don't think we're going to see him again until week one.
0: Yeah, that was going to be my follow-up question. You, know, do you Do you expect to see any of these starters on Thursday night against the Steelers?
1: No, I don't think so. Um, I you know, I know Arthur Smith in the past has been a guy that's been more willing to play starters this year, didn't even play second stringers really in the first game. Um, so I wonder if now that they have really strong playoff aspirations that they're like, okay, we're not going to play these guys in the preseason. Um, so yeah, I, I, maybe some players will mix in, but I mean, in terms of like your big name guys, I, I doubt it. Um, I doubt we'll see anybody on Thursday. So just, you know, more more uh taking them to the woodside talk on the uh alcoholic live you know watch party on thursday night
0: absolutely so guys check it out uh i'll give you the chance to plug that right now
1: okay, well, go ahead <laughs> 7 30 p.m you know not a play-by-play show definitely not a play-by-play show in any way but a uh, watch party uh for that game and uh yeah it'll be a lot of fun um still putting together the guest list for that you know but uh, be a good time. You know, we'll, we'll probably spend a lot of time talking about Logan Woodside again. Um, which, to be fair to him, not you know, pretty entertaining uh, for the three quarters of that first show that we did. That you know, you can't find anymore for reasons. Um, so, <laughs> hey, if Woodside plays like that again, then it'll it'll be just okay on Thursday night.
0: Yeah, and he put together a really great drive at the end of the, of that game. I was ready to do my show of talking about the Falcons losing, and then all of a sudden. Yep. Logan Woodside, you know, wants to to play these late game heroics. So I've said it before, like he's basically probably the best third string preseason quarterback I can recall the Falcons having in a long time. You know, I I think he even is outdueling the the legacy of Kurt Benkert, everybody's favorite third string quarterback. So I feel like Logan Woodside deserves his own wing in the Falcons ring of honor for that very reason.
1: Yes, the preseason Ring of Honor. It's it's a very storied, <laughs> illustrious group. So,
0: yeah, definitely. So we will uh, leave that conversation aside here with Kevin Knight, and, and we will get into our dueling um, 53-man roster projections. And yes, guys, we do have graphics. So continue checking us out on YouTube, of course, so that you can see those graphics. But for the audio listeners, we will. Uh, I will. I will at least try to explain. Well, what you those people are seeing, but you know that's just another excuse uh to subscribe and like on youtube as well uh so we will get into all of that as we continue today's lockdown on Falcon. bird dogs are going to help you look good all summer along with their stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through thigh and leg day to give you that truly sculpted look so that every day looks like leg day they fit way better than regular shorts Bird dogs invented this cloud knit fabric that looks like khaki, but stretches to fit way slimmer so that you don't have to sacrifice movement. And they also use an anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Again, every day at the gym with bird dogs is going to feel like, leg day, or maybe you don't find yourself going to the gym as much like me and you find yourself, you know, finding your bird dogs coming in handy uh, earlier this summer when you were at the beach and you forgot your swim trucks, they work just as well. However, whenever you want to wear them, try them for yourself by going to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL, and you'll get a free tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. So continuing today's locked on Falcons, I think I have all the buttons pressed. Okay, yes, I think we're doing okay. So, all right, now our graphics are ready to go. We got to level up, Kevin. You got to get on my Fully
1: operational (laughs) battle station (laughs) here. So,
0: (laughs) So, uh, as you guys are watching on your YouTube screens, we are breaking down. You know, the Falcons' fifty-three man roster plus there are sixteen players on the practice squad in, in four sort of basic. Uh, slides and segments and so on this first one we are looking at the quarterback running back fullback, and wide receiver position and for the most part you know when we look at this overall 53 there's only a couple of differences between mine and Kevin's uh, sort of showing our group think in this regard uh, as far as these positions these offensive skill positions only one major difference but we have the same three quarterbacks in Desmond Ritter, Taylor Heineke and Logan Woodside. The difference is I have Woodside that you know illustrious uh, preseason superstar on my Falcons practice squad while Kevin is projecting him to make the Falcons roster. We have the same four running backs but that is Bijan Robinson, Tyler Aguirre, Cordero Patterson and Godwin Igwebuque except for now Kevin. Kevin has Igwe Buke on the Falcons practice squad rather than the roster like I have. Our major difference comes at the fullback position. We both, of course, have Keith Smith making the Falcons roster, but Kevin does have Clint Rakovich on his practice squad. Um, and I do not have Clint Rakovich on my practice squad. It was so eating me up inside to, to leave that second fullback off of this projection as you guys know that we are locked on fullbacks here on this illustrious podcast we do have the same top four wide receivers in drake london mac Hollins, kadero hodge and scotty miller we disagree on who that fifth receiver is i have penny hart making it as that fifth receiver kevin has josh ali making it as that fifth receiver however kevin has penny hart on his practice squad i have josh ali on our practice squad and we both agree that J.J. Ortega, Whiteside, and Xavier Malone also stick at wide receiver on that practice squad. So, Kevin, I will give you the floor. Anything jump out to you as you're looking at these four positions that you want to discuss?
1: No, I mean, there's nothing major here. I mean, I, I think that the third quarterback rule is what makes me put Logan Woodside on the roster. And the fact that he's played well, Like, I yeah, think he would, think would be that. at risk of being... Um, pulled off the squad because I don't know if you've seen other teams preseason games and I hope you haven't but um, (laughs) there's a lot of bad quarterback play out there when after the starter comes out and sometimes you know the second stringer even so Logan Woodside looking competent I mean someone might be interested in that I think the Falcons haven't even bothered to have a fourth quarterback most teams do have a fourth quarterback in camp um and I think that shows that they have complete and total confidence in Woodside. They want him to be their third quarterback, and I think that leads to them probably holding on to him. But you know we'll see. Um, it wouldn't shock me if they don't keep him. But I I wonder if that new rule sort of pushes them towards it. It it pained me to leave Godwin Igubuke off because I think he's played really well. Um, but because I'm keeping the third quarterback, you know, you have to cut somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I cut there because I feel like at running back you know, I, I like Ogwin Igwebuike. I'd be upset if someone signed him off the practice squad, but the way that running back is right now, I mean, you could go find somebody else um, if you if you had to. And the Falcons seem to just be able to find, like, literally like, they're kind of both ends of the running back debate at once. They're like, we're going to go spend a, a top 10 pick on a running back, but also, like, we can take any running back off the street and turn him into a good running back because of Arthur Smith's offense. So, uh, it's funny that they're kind of doing both of those things, but if they were to lose Igwebuike, I think it would be okay uh even though i wouldn't like it i am shocked that you didn't have Clint Rakovich on on your practice squad I, i'm insulted honestly um for you know for him but um you know i they 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 did they kept john rain on the practice squad pretty much all of last season um they even brought him back to camp for a while i think they just like to have that backup fullback um so you know is it the best use of a practice squad uh, maybe not but that I don't think they really care at that point but um yeah and at wide receiver I actually had Penny Hart written in there up until this last preseason game I've been sort of updating this you know over the last couple of weeks um I think Penny Hart's injury we'll see if there's anything with that maybe maybe there's not but either way I think that I think they really want Ali to win the job because of his connection with Ritter I think he's you know size, speed, all that stuff wise, I think better, you know, on offense. I think Penny Heart's better on special teams. So it really just depends what they go with there. Um, but that fifth receiver is probably going to be inactive. So it's like, well, how key, you know, does he have to be on special teams? Um, you know, m- obviously my heart wants him alone, but yeah, I, I, I don't know that they'll actually put him on the roster. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think all your reasoning makes absolute sense. And basically for me, I'm sort of projecting a little bit with why I put Iguabuque on the roster just because I'm not 100% sure C- Cordero Patterson yeah. is going to be healthy week one. And so it's it's probably a situation where Iguabuque is on the roster for week one and then they do what you yeah. protecting yeah. him and move him to the practice squad. And it's kind of the same thing with Penny Hart. That's kind of why that broke the tie between me and Josh Ali because I was like, well, I don't know what Kadero Hodge's status is going to be for week one. And we know Hodge, even though he's a contributor on offense, he's also a valuable piece on special teams. So that kind of pushed me towards Penny Hart, as you said, who I think is probably the the little bit more valuable special teams uh, contributor there. And obviously he's dealing with a concussion. So that's going to be something that, you know, potentially is going to have to clear up between now and, and next Tuesday uh, when those final cuts happen. So I, I think you're you're pretty spot on. Uh, in your analysis. And I think it'll be pretty close. Let's it's haggling over a couple of pieces. Let's move on to the tight end and offensive line positions. Again, only slight differences in this group. One major difference, on the roster when it comes to the offensive line. Uh, But starting with the tight ends, I have four tight ends making it on my 53-man roster. Kevin has five. Uh, Those four are Kyle Pitts, Jono Smith, Parker Hesse, Michael Pruitt. Kevin has those same four, but he also has John Fitzpatrick on his uh, roster as the fifth tight end. I have Fitzpatrick making it at the practice squad. Kevin also has a sixth tight end because he knows Arthur Smith so well uh, that he wants to maximize all those tight ends on the roster by putting Tucker Fisk on his practice squad projection at the tight end position. We both agree that eight offensive linemen will stick. We just disagree who that eighth offensive lineman will be. But those top seven that we do agree on are Jake Matthews, Matthew Bergeron, Drew Dahlman, Chris Lindstrom, Kayla McGarry, Josh Miles and Ryan Neuzel. Our disagreement is Kevin has Jalen Mayfield as that eighth offensive lineman. I have Kyle Hinton as that eighth offensive lineman. I do have Jalen Mayfield making it on the practice squad. And we both have Tyler Vrabel and Jovan Gwynn making the practice squad. So once again, Kevin, anything that you want to take a deeper look on at these two positions?
1: We, we all know that Arthur Smith has to collect all the tight ends like Infinity Stones. Um, so, you know, I think he needs as many as possible. And like you could see in the preseason, I think that you could count on one hand the number of snaps without at least two tight ends on the field. There were some three tight end sets. They they need a lot of tight ends, uh, clearly. You know, with Michael, Michael Pruitt coming back, the need for Fitzpatrick isn't quite as high because... Without that, it was like, well, you only really have one blocker, and, and Parker Hesse and Kyle P- Kyle Pitts, I think, is like a serviceable blocking tight end now, but he's still not the guy you want in there on like goal line. I mean, you probably still want him in there on goal line yeah, just, just to like leak receiver, it. like on that. You you know, you saw that that Ritter run in the preseason, where you know Kyle Pitts was basically a decoy on motion, uh, and that helped spring Ritter for a nice run there, uh, getting in the red zone. But like, you know, if you're actually looking for the most powerful blockers, it's going to be Hesse and Pruitt, and I think Fitzpatrick, just because of his status as a draft pick. I think he's got some untapped potential as a receiver. I think there's a risk you lose him on the practice squad and they kept five tight ends for a long time last year, obviously Felipe Frank's on season ending IR. So he's not going to be taking that fifth spot. So Arthur Smith will make room for somebody else. And then, um, you know, uh, on the offensive line, I don't feel good about it with, with Jalen Mayfield there. Not, you know, No offense to Jalen Mayfield, obviously. Um, I think uh, Anand said Jalen Mayfield's dad likes to watch all these shows. So, you know, love Jalen Mayfield, the person. Every time I've interacted with him, he's been very nice. I'm um, pretty
0: sure he's not watching Locked Off Falcons. Yeah, okay. We spent a lot of time here on this podcast. Yeah, slandering him. Yes, yes, I feel so.
1: like we slandered him too, but <laughs> he was very nice to add on. So maybe he's just, you know, understands the slander. But yeah, um, you know, I think Jalen Mayfield's probably best suited for the squad, but at this stage, it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have any argument with Kyle Hinton making it there. I have no strong opinions with anyone past Ryan Newsel at this point. Um, and in in fact, I think this this eighth spot or ninth spot will be someone they sign. Um yeah. I, I think they're gonna sign somebody. I I I would be shocked if they don't add another offensive lineman i i think josh miles probably better than most people think like i think he's a serviceable swing tackle but i would still feel better with with like eric fisher or dalton reisner or somebody like you have the cap space go out and get a veteran offensive lineman to to be your primary backup there that someone and like i'm totally fine with ryan newsall i i think he's actually pretty good um it's just everybody else is kind of like i'd rather have josh miles as like the eighth offensive lineman than like the sixth offensive lineman but yeah that's that type of you know that thing is probably relevant to like a tiny subsection of falcons fans that are probably you know they're very excited to hear my takes on six versus eighth offensive lineman but the average person probably not that invested
0: yeah yeah i i think you're right that there's it feels like if i was gonna bet any amount of money Uh, and it wouldn't be betting on the Falcons to make a Corey Davis trade. It would be betting on the Falcons to, to make a change on this offensive line. And I feel like this is the one position group that is most ripe for the Falcons to bring in some outside help between now and the start of the regular season, we've seen them make those moves the last couple of years. You know, you had Wayne Goldman in 21, you had Chuma Adoga last year in 22, and I'm probably blanking on one other player that they probably brought in as well. So yeah, I think there's a, pretty safe bet that you will see some shuffling on this offensive line and probably the eight guys that we have, you know, I, I think, Uh, Yeah, I feel confident saying Nuza will be one of those backups, but I am not particularly confident in saying Josh Miles or Kyle Hinton or Jalen Mayfield or any of those guys are going to stick. So we'll see how that goes. We will uh, continue this conversation, breaking down our dueling 53-man roster projections uh, by getting into the defense and, of course, the all-important special teams, and we'll break that down as we wrap up today's Locked on Falcons. Now, we're talking about the Falcons 53-man roster, and they're looking to hire the right people for this upcoming season. And you may also be looking to hire the right people for your small business, or maybe you're a hiring manager. And the same is true that you need to surround yourself with the right people. And it's easier for you because you don't have to sweat in the Georgia heat because you can just go to LinkedIn jobs where you can quickly attract and hire qualified candidates by matching with the people who have the right skills, values and experiences that help you achieve your goals. You can put your free job post in minutes in front of over 800 million member profiles to find those qualified candidates with LinkedIn jobs. It's easy to screen and rate applicants based off of their job qualifications all on a single platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn. Number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs is going to help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so. Flipping the script to the defensive side of the ball, talking here, of course, with Kevin Knight of The Falcoholic, and we appreciate all you everydayers that make this illustrious podcast your first listen. Of course, if you want to get in on this excellent graphics game that I continually level up on each and every day on this podcast, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Uh, but, of course, you can get the audio version on your preferred podcast platform. So let's look at this front seven group of players. We, uh, I have set, or I'm sorry, I have four interior defensive linemen making it. Kevin has five. Um, the four that we agree on are Grady Jarrett, David Onyamata, Taquan Graham, and Timmy Horn. That fifth guy for Kevin is Joe Gazziano. Uh, making the Falcons 53-man roster, I do project Gaziano to be on the practice squad for me. We both agree that Albert Huggins has done enough this preseason to land on the practice squad, but we differ on that last interior defensive lineman, Kevin, with Carlos Davis. I have LaCale London in that last spot. We both agree that six edge rushers will make the team and agree on Calais Campbell, Bud Dupree, Lorenzo Carter, Arnold Epichetti, D'Angelo Malone, and Zach Harrison. We just disagree on that seventh edge rusher on the practice squad. Kevin has Kamoko Ture. I have Delonte Scott. Uh, At linebacker, we agree on the same four guys making it on the roster. That is, of course, Caden Ellis, Troy Anderson, Nate Landman, Tate Davis. Uh, We both agree that Andre Smith will probably stick on the practice squad. And I of course have the incomparable who Mike Jones making it as well as that six linebacker on the practice squad. Kevin, anything you want to explore further here?
1: Yeah. I mean the guys, Joe Gaziano, uh, one of the guys that really played a ton with the first team at training camp because obviously Clays Campbell, you know, what I don't know what was going on with Clay's Campbell. I think it, you know, may have been like quietly veteran rest, you know, or whatever. Uh, because let's be honest, Clay's Campbell has no business being out there. Like, I, I I think you have complete confidence in him to basically do anything you want without him having to take a snap at practice at this stage of his career. Um, so you know, Joe Gaziano played all the way up and down the defensive line, played edge, played D tackle. Um, I think that he will be signed off the practice squad. He's a guy that I think is underrated. He's barely played in the preseason. I think that tells you everything you need to know that they're they're going to keep him as extra depth. Um, and he, you know, th- this is a guy that's probably going to be a game day inactive, but I think they're on the the you know risk of losing him. They'll just hold him as opposed to someone else at an extra spot. Um, and I I think you know he'll be someone that will be a, a key rotational player at points this season because you know we're going to have to have fill ins at some point. No one's going to be 100 healthy all the time. Um, that would be nice though. Let's, let's see if we can do that. Uh, Albert Huggins, we both really agree on, uh, he's been probably the most impressive of all the sort of depth, um, D lineman playing with like third team type guys. You know, I go with, I went with dayless, uh, Carlos Davis, not dayless, Carlos Davis, uh, over Lake Hill London because he's playing nose most of the time. Um, and I think they just want that backup nose tackle. Cause they only really have Timmy horn there. Um, with, you know, David on can play it and has played it for new Orleans, but I think they're going to try to maximize him more as that, you know, pass rusher three tech, you know, guy that's going to be opposite Grady Jarrett playing more of those, those high, high leverage snaps and, and let Timmy Horn do sort of the dirty work at, at the one tech at edge. We basically the same. I mean, you can pick whoever you want out of a hat for the practice squad there. I mean, I think Kamoko Ture has really great tape, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of, uh that but he hasn't been great for this team so far in the preseason so you know it just depends but we know that Fonteno wanted to last offseason and didn't get him so i i sort of that's why i have him with the slight edge there but i mean it's the practice squad it's your seventh edge rusher so if he's if he's getting signed to the active roster then something terrible has probably happened and i'd just rather not you know rather not consider that anyway uh and then at, at linebacker yeah we we feel exactly the same i'll do it i do think there's a chance that andre smith can win that fourth spot if he has a really strong, you know, I think these two will be, this is one of the ones that I think is actually up in the air going into this third preseason game. Tay Davis versus Andre Smith. Andre Smith had a really good game last week. Tay Davis had a strong game in week one. So, you know, we'll see who comes out on top. there. both are really good special teamers. Andre Smith traditionally has been a better coverage player. Tay Davis is more of an all arounder. Um, But Smith had some great run stuffs in this last game. So, um, I typically think that Andre Smith has a little bit more upside on defense. I think Tay Davis is more proven on special teams, so really just depends on what sort of flavor they want at linebacker.
0: Yeah, I, I think all of these positions are, are probably some of the positions that I would say guys can win a job. You know, on Thursday night against Steelers, right? You know, whether it's Lekale London or Carlos, like probably the the. The one of those two that comes out of this game better probably will win that spot. You know, Delonte Scott, I, I went with because he I thought he played really well against the Bengals and made some plays against that team. And then I noticed that he has like almost an 84-inch uh, wingspan, uh, which is a few inches longer than Kamoko's raid. And I'm like, Ryan Nielsen is going to storm into Terry Fontenot's uh, office and, and make sure that he gets that super long – Edge rusher like that uh, over a, a guy like Kamoko Teresa. so that that was kind of the tiebreaker there. So I, and I agree with you at the linebacker position, you will probably you know see something, uh, poten- some potential movement there, but uh, in this final preseason game, let's move on to the secondary as well as the special teams and. I have seven cornerbacks making it. Kevin has six. We agree on those six. Uh, Kevin has A.J. Terrell, Jeff Akuda, D. Alford, Trey Flowers, Mike Hughes, Clark Phillips. I do have Darren Hall making it on the 53-man roster, and I'll basically explain right now. That is mostly due to not knowing what Jeff Akuda and Mike Hughes' status is going into that week one game and just needing an extra body potentially on the roster in the event that – Both of those guys are inactive come week one, but I do think, like Kevin has, we'll probably see once those guys return to the roster, you will see Darren Hall back on the practice squad where Kevin is projecting him. We both project Natron Brooks to make the practice squad, and Kevin also has Cornell Armstrong making it on the practice squad. And the only reason I left Cornell Armstrong off of my projection is just because he hasn't played and been healthy, and so I'm like, and unless he's going to play this week, I don't, I don't know if you can yeah. make the roster if, if you haven't played a single snap in the preseason, unless you're like Calais Campbell or somebody like that. Uh, but with the safety position, I have five safeties projected to make the roster. Kevin has only four. Those four that we agree on are Jesse Bates, Richie Grant, Jalen Hawkins, and Demarco Hellams. Uh I have Micah Abernathy as that fifth safety. Kevin has Abernathy as the fifth safety on the practice squad. I on the practice squad have Clifford Chapman uh, making it a practice squad, mostly because the Falcons seem to love him as a dime safety. That's basically been what he's exclusively been. And like, that is notable to me that they are like exclusively using him in a specific role, which suggests to me that they probably envision him holding that role at some point in the future, maybe next year i'm not suggesting that clifford chapman's gonna play hopefully he will not play any snaps this year because that probably means something has horribly gone wrong at the safety position and of course we agree on the three special teams players young Koo, bradley pinion and liam mccullough uh but kevin any thoughts at these positions
1: yeah i mean the the question is that with this group is like you know jeff akuda is he going to go on ir um to start the season you know obviously you know for those that don't know you have to be on the active roster, after final cuts, and then after that first day, then you can be placed on on short term IR. If it's before that, it's season ending, unless you do some like injury settlement nonsense, like they might be doing with guys like uh, who was the guy they just settled with, Um, Darby, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I so Franks may also be, in yeah, order, exactly. But... So it's not necessarily season ending, but you do have to wait out the the injury settlement before you can bring them back, and that's typically going to be a while. Um, So if Jeff Akuta is going to go on week one, you know, short term IR, which is absolutely a possibility. We don't really know. I mean, they've said he could be back as early as week one. If they think he's going to be back before week five, then they probably won't put him on IR. But if he's going on IR, they very well may hold that seventh cornerback, you know, and then, you know, they'll put Akuta on IR and bring someone back. I tend to think that they'll probably just like shuffle, like, you know, what they did last year, right? Like they'll shuffle the long snapper, like cut the long snapper and bring him back or whatever. Um, you know, a guy that you're not worried about getting poached. Um, and like, d- just so you guys know, like, if they're waived, they don't get a choice. Like, they have to go wherever they're claimed. If they're not waived, then they could just be like, I'm not going to sign anywhere else. You know. But I believe Liam McCullough is still subject to waivers, so um, maybe not though. I feel like he actually has a strangely high number of seasons, but I think only like one season of actually accrued experience because think last year was the only year he's ever actually like yeah, played I, on a roster for more think, than a handful of games. I don't so.
0: think he's hit the four-year mark, but yeah. he may be closer to that number than I think probably people realize. But yeah, I, I don't think he's got yeah. to the year four where now he's no longer subject to waivers. As Kevin is referring to, that happened either last year or two years ago because that's when yeah, josh, josh, josh harris, harris was yeah. here yeah been because yep. josh harris had been around for like eight years they could yeah. basically say we are going to resign you please do not sign with anybody else <laughs> come back to us we just need to cut you for a day so that we can do some roster maneuvering and they did that uh so yeah. somebody else probably not liam mccullough yeah but continue your point kevin
1: yeah it could be it could be somebody else um but yeah, like, I, I think Darren Hall's probably getting signed off, like, he's probably getting claimed off waivers, Um, so that would be a reason not, like, if you need him to play for a few weeks, then he's probably someone you can't risk putting on the practice squad, but if you're confident is coming back soon, then you, you maybe can afford to take the risk um, at safety. I, I think Mike Abernathy is certainly worthy of the roster, I just, like, the math didn't work out for me to have him on there, but, um, you know, it wouldn't shock me if they do keep him as the fifth safety. Uh, but I think DeMarco helms has definitely claimed that fourth spot, like without question. I mean, I, I think we were all sort of like penciling him in there early and then hoping that he would sort of, you know, take that over because Abernathy was in training camp playing ahead of him. Now, after these two preseason games, it's clear that, that helms is, is definitely making it. Um, yeah, nothing on special teams is too crazy. But yeah, Clifford Chapman, again, like if, you know, that's someone I might swap out for Armstrong if he doesn't play this week um, and keep him, you know, on the squad. Uh, instead so we'll we'll see how that goes
0: yeah yeah so i i think as we've illustrated i think there's still a lot at stake here um for this third preseason game uh not probably too many roster battles as i'm sure kevin as we're looking over this not a whole lot of movement maybe a couple of spots are still up for grabs uh you know that offensive line group i think maybe that wide receiver five spot maybe a couple spots at the linebacker position and elsewhere in that front seven but i think for the most part this game is really going to be dedicated to a lot of guys uh, potentially making it on the practice squad and so i think this final game will do wonders for that So I I think this third preseason game is going to be really pivotal really for the practice squad where, you know, some of these guys that we are not necessarily factoring in the practice. squad, you know, they come in and ball out against the Steelers. Then maybe that will be enough to sort of push them into the conversation. Uh, Any players you want to shout out, Kevin, that you're going to be keeping an eye on on Thursday night against the Steelers before we duck out of here?
1: Yeah. And we mentioned like Tay Davis versus Andre Smith. I think that's like one of the true legitimate ones to watch that, that, you know, one of those guys could absolutely win out there. Um, Obviously the receivers, you know, Zay Malone, like if he has some crazy game, like, you know, he's had two good games, obviously. And he hasn't gotten targeted like a ton, but he's made plays in both games. If he, you know, catches like five, five catches for like 120 yards and a touchdown, like they have to make a decision then because he's probably getting claimed by some really wide receiver needy team at that point. So they have to decide if they're willing to risk that or if they want to keep him. I would probably lean towards keeping him over like a fifth receiver that may not really be active most weeks, but you know, we all know he's my son. So I I'm biased in that regard. Um, but yeah, those are the two spots really. And, and then just sort of the offensive line. Like I, I, again, it's like these guys are competing, but I I do think like ultimately we're going to see someone else brought in. And then obviously hashtag Corey Davis watch going into next week. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think of Zay Malone, Had caught that pass from Logan Woodside against the Bengals, we wouldn't be having that. He would be the lock for the fifth receiver spot, but uh, he's teetering there. Yeah, he's you know he just he just needs you know one of one of that Logan Woodside magic to connect uh, this week against the Steelers, and we'll see how that goes. But Kevin, uh, for those of you, uh, for those listeners that may be joining late or whatever, I don't know. Go ahead and plug what you got coming up on the Falcoholic. Uh, watch party on thursday night as well as other content that you have you know, coming out on falcoholic over the next uh, few days and weeks
1: yeah on tuesday we had my 53 man roster projection which you've just seen the players but if you want to hear you know my full take on it or whatever uh that's on the on youtube and on you know all your podcast platforms as well it's the dirty birds and Bruce podcast on podcast platforms and the falcoholic on youtube uh, also a written version of that is up on the Falcoholic.com. Obviously we'll have our Wednesday night Falcoholic live at 8 PM Eastern. And then, yeah, we will be watching the full, uh, Falcon Steelers preseason week three game on our not play by play, uh, Falcoholic live watch party. So if you want to come and hang out with us as we, uh, don't break down every play, but maybe talk about, you know, one out of four approximately, um, then we will, uh, we'll be doing that. So you can come and join us. It's a good time. More casual, you know. Um, still a lot
0: of fun. So. Yeah, you definitely got to talk about the plays out of order. So Otherwise, yes, they, might, yes. they, they will come for you. Big so. plays only. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Um. Yeah, Kevin, really appreciate you coming in, uh, sharing your insight into uh, the nitty-gritty of these roster battles. Look forward to seeing who stands out on Thursday night. For those of you that are curious on what's coming up on Lockdown Falcons, we will have, I think, two episodes tomorrow. We will talk with Brad Spielberger of PFF about – what pff saw in that Bengals game and i'll sort of revisit uh some of my uh negative talking points uh, about the falcon starters from uh friday night action and then of course we'll be joined by jarvis davis of the uh locked on sports atlanta to preview that steelers game and talk about which players you know need to earn those roster spots and what Jarvis saw last week, uh, because you guys missed Jarvis on the, the postcast for Locked On Falcons, and of course you will get that postcast with both Jarvis and I uh, later on Thursday night after the Steelers game, when uh, on the Locked On Sports Atlanta YouTube channel. So go check it out uh, as your first listen. It's all part of Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.